let's get to it, how I got here. I've been a Christian my entire life up until August of 2020, so I know that many will be shocked and wonder why I'm where I am, and that's okay. Curiosity is not a bad thing. Here is my list in no particular order. Also, some things are having to do with the church in general, not God, per se. Context, I was raised Baptist. When, after becoming a parent, I realized there was no way I could put God before my own child. I tried, but I knew if I were Abraham, I would have never carried Isaac up that mountain in the first place. I would never sacrifice my child for anyone or for any sake. If God was a parental figure, he would understand and not ask me to put my child underneath him as my child is a human and he was to me a powerful being. There is no way in my mind to justify sending a human to hell just because they don't believe. That would mean that the majority of the Holocaust victims, people in isolated tribes, people who were constantly trying to do good in the world but just wasn't a Christian, would all be in eternal flames. There are universalist Christians, but if everyone goes to heaven anyways, there's no point in being saved in my opinion. Number three, if people who do extremely bad things to other people can be saved and then go to heaven, I don't want to be there with them. Number four, there is suffering in the world. Often when things are great, people say it's God. When things go south, people say it's the devil, it's humanity's sins, etc. If God can perform miracles but does not give his healing power to everyone, then God is not just. Number five, the Bible was put together by men. I was taught it was God-breathed, but I learned the history of the canon and how even the author of quite a few books in the Bible are unknown. There are scholars who argue over who wrote what. If men are not without sin and are fleshly, then there is not one way that the Bible could have been put together without error. Texts were also speaking to certain cultures and groups of people at that time. God is not the author of confusion, but the Bible was pretty confusing, or we wouldn't need to study it for all of our lives, trying to figure out what it means and how to apply it. Number six, the flood. It's a genocide dressed up into a children's story. Number seven, there's a lot of evil things condoned and set forth by God in the Old Testament. If God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, the New Testament does not magically change an angry God to a loving one. Number eight, why didn't God just kill Satan if Satan was so bad? Eve would have never taken the apple if the snake wasn't there. That is if you believe in the literal story. Number nine, Job. The story of Job was especially heinous. Heinous. You can put it as nicely as possible, but it was essentially a bet. Just because Job was given back double of everything doesn't mean he should have went through all of that, and kids can't just be replaced. Then again, children were viewed as property mostly in the Bible. Number 10, the church, the crusades, purity culture, all the negative things that came from it. Number 11, if I were to grow up in any religious setting with only like-minded people around, I would have thought that the religion was the only one right to, or at least been more likely to. Number 12, there are many things that happen in the Bible that are scientifically impossible. Number 13, if hell does not exist, there would be no point in Jesus dying and being resurrected. This was the final strand for me. I was doubting and questioning for a while, but still holding on to Jesus. But then I realized there was no point to Jesus if I didn't believe in any of the other things. Number 14, going back to the miracles thing. If there is free will, then how can God step in as that would have a ripple effect? If we have free will, why are there verses depicting that God is all-knowing and that his will be done no matter what? Why does it say he basically knows who will be his children and who will not? If predestination exists, then what will happen will happen, and there's nothing we could have done to change it if we are human and he is God. There are Christian egalitarians, but the way women are put down especially makes me sick. I am more than a breeder. I love being a mother and a wife. That's not what all women are supposed to do or can do, though. We are equal to men and that we have equal value and can do just about anything men can do. Women can be scientists and dark and doctors and mechanics the men can be stay-at-home dads caregivers and nurses gender roles are put forth by society men and women can both have feminine and masculine traits homosexuality 
Number 16. Homosexuality is not a choice. It's been proven over and over again, and I feel Christians are finally getting that, but at the same time say that they shouldn't act on it. People should be able to be with who they love, no matter what is between their legs. It's awful that people would forbid gay couples from adopting. Just because someone has a mom and dad doesn't mean that child is loved and cared for properly. Christianity was used to condone slavery. Number 17, it did for hundreds of years in the U.S. It has been used as a weapon against minorities. Number 18, the behavior Christianity entices. I'm talking about the people who stand outside of abortion clinics and scream at the woman at the women that they are murderers, those who justify police brutality, and those who turn a blind eye to the children in detention centers. When people say save our children, it seems to literally mean theirs, no one else's, not all children. Number 19, I realize God has actually never been there for me, at least not when I needed someone the most. God doesn't stop rape or murder or starvation, but apparently he makes it to where Karen just happened to be in the right place at the right time in Hobby Lobby to find the cute little broken wall piece for her living room. Number 20, I realized everything I knew was put into my head. I just didn't want to believe it. I didn't want to come to terms with everything I had known could have possibly been a lie. 21, the idea that human desires are bad. Every time you have a want, a need, etc., it becomes fleshly. 22, humanity is nothing and worthless according to what I was taught. Only Jesus is good and no one else. Human beings are worthy. They are deserving. 23, the worship of Trump. I see more Christians talk about Trump than I do God where I live. It makes me want to vomit. The fact so many would prescribe to such an awful individual and say God sent him. 24, Christianity conditions people to stay in abusive situations as we were told to turn the other cheek. Forgive even when the other is undeserving because Jesus forgave us. As women, we are valued most when we are submissive and meek. I've read arguments for both sides of these things. I was on the other side once. I was a real Christian. I've been going through all of my things and finding journals and how much I crave to be like Christ every day of my life because I just wanted to be good and for God to be satisfied with me. I cried over the thoughts of Jesus being beaten and hanged on a cross. I talked to Jesus daily, even though now it feels like I had an imaginary friend. I was excited to teach my son about Jesus and how to love others like Jesus. I was on fire, as they call it. I'm still the same person I was, just without the weight of trying to appease a supremal being. I've always been compassionate and caring. I believe in God doesn't make a person who they are, although I will admit it is a really good placebo for a lot and motivation to turn their life around. I don't hate Christians. I'm not happy that I feel like I was fed lies, but I do know, do know that they just did what they thought were best at the time, just like I feel like I'm doing what's best for me and my son as well. It's so weird being on this side. I've been through a huge range of emotions from grief to anger to confusion to sadness to just pure peace. Sometimes I'll still go through them, but I'm human and I give myself grace. Just a heads up, I may come back and add to this list. I can't say there is or isn't a God. However, if the God of the Abrahamic religions exist, I really don't see how it would be moral for me to follow them. I'm a secular humanist, which basically means I value humans, but at the end of the day, labels like these don't really matter. It's just how society is. I am merely but profoundly human. My husband has been by my side through this all. I was scared when the last trend broke that it would mean my marriage would be over as I was married to a pastor after all. When I told him, he seemed distraught, honestly. I just asked him how he felt when I told him then. And he said, honestly confused. Not because of you, really, but because I love you. And how could I look at you any differently just because you didn't believe? I mean, we were taught that spouses, especially pastors, are supposed to win their partner's heart for Jesus. But I felt like you truly believed then didn't. And to be honest, that helped me move away, too, because I felt safe and not alone. He started questioning hard right after that. I felt bad because I thought maybe it was all because of me. But he assured me it wasn't. He had also questioned things before, but pushed them aside 
because he was just trying to have faith. He soon left our church because he wanted to protect the integrity of the pulpit as well as figure out where he was in his faith and then stopped believing completely soon after that. I told him I would never be mad at him for believing or hold that against me, but I just couldn't really fulfill the role of pastor's wife if I didn't believe. I would go into the Sunday school room and see Noah's Ark, and it just made me not ever want to teach my son those things and glorify it as some redemption story. I am thankful that I had him with me through the disbelief, although I'm sad that he also felt the immense grief as I have as well. The other day, I played a few songs that we used to perform together in a youth group's worship band, and I cried. I truly believed what I sang when I sang those words not that long ago, and now I don't. But I respect past me and her feelings and what she believed that she would never have seen herself here. I think COVID gave me time to reflect and think in a lot of quiet time that just helped push me faster to hear. And I'm thankful for it as I no longer feel like a sheep. It's as if a cover has been lifted from my eyes and I see the world in a new light. Here are some people who have followed through social media and have read their stories and posts that have made me feel so very not alone. John Steingard, who has a great heart and has helped me when I've become angry. Rhett McLaughlin. Rachel Held Evans. I never knew this woman personally, but I still miss her profoundly. She has inspired many. Heretical Theology or Will Thorpe. Dirty Rotten Church Kids on Insta. Biddy Buddha on TikTok. I am also in some awesome groups on Facebook, like Recovering Ex-Christians, Ex-Evangelical, The Life After Secret Community, and agnostic and atheist women.